Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Lillard maneuvers for the ball. Eubanks out to screen. Dave goes the other way. Right to the cup to lay it up and in as he blows by Capella. So it's going to be like that. Lillard with 40. This is Durden Sprague. 54 win number 27 of the year. And 25 losses. Still work to do. Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Up the floor into the lane. Outside of Simons. A three. Up and in for the lead. Anthony Simons knocking it down as Lillard got it down quickly and dispatched it. Simons 5 of 8 from three-point range. 21. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. The fan. All right. 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader. 1080. The fan. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there. How we doing? How we feeling? What is happening? Cold as hell out there, man. It's pretty cold. Freezing. I had to wear gloves with the truck on the way in. I'm surprised we have power. I felt like a race car driver. I know I saw that a lot of downtown Portland's without a power this morning. Yeah, Goose Hollow doesn't have power. What happened? Did something explode? Did a line go down? How do they lose power? Can power freeze? I don't know how that works. <laughs> All of my power in my neighborhood is below ground. Oh, really? Yeah. I think because we get a lot of wind. Oh yeah, I guess I, I don't. I don't have yeah power lines they, either. They're brilliant. I don't know who set it up and why they did it, but it's brilliant. We don't have any power lines in the neighborhood. It's all underground. Because we still have that anywhere. You would think that after a while, you just you know throw, just dig a hole and throw it underground. That probably costs a lot of money though in infrastructure, <laughs> and we don't even like to fund infrastructure. Hey, so. we just passed a bill. Are we yeah, getting any yeah. of that cash? Are we Bridges out here, they're never gonna finish paving Foster. They did like sixty percent of it and then just stopped. Wow, it's Foster. Yeah, well, the, yeah. come on, the come on. project, I think they're going to do the first earthquake retrofit. It's going to be the Abernathy Bridge on two hundred five. That okay, gets it. that's the first one we're getting. And it's going to be nothing visible, but yes, yeah, supposedly <laughs> when that's done. The Abernathy Bridge, when the big one comes, is where you want to be because okay. that'll be the one left standing. Stand on the bridge. I don't think I want to be on any bridge when the big <laughs> one comes. I I want to not be here if the big one comes, to be honest with you. That's terrifying to think of. Yeah, bridge is probably the worst part, spot to be. I love that that's our first project, too. It's something It's like, just trust us. Well, are we, we fixed it. Don't worry. You can't see it, but we fixed it. When are we, okay, so are we earthquake-proofing until, like, the border? And then making Washington fill out the rest with their infrastructure money? <laughs> you just stop with 10 feet to go in the bridge. That's <laughs> This is it. This is as far as we're going to go. Now you take your federal dollars and you meet us here. Yeah, like, right when you get past Government Island, do you just stop? <laughs> this is where you stop and draw the line. Like, all right, Washington, it's your choice. You can earthquake-proof this or... We're good. How crazy would that be if we only did half, like Oregon only did their half, and then you got like half the people on the bridge when the big one hits? Some some will survive, some won't. You just got to be on the right side, the right mile marker. It's pretty ridiculous. That's our first project, the Abernathy Bridge. I don't know if it's the first project. What, but where do you the, want the first project the to be? One. I don't know. A new, I've, I, we need a new bridge between Oregon and Washington. Are we not getting any dollars for that? Are we not doing that bad boy? Well, they'll, no? they'll get some, but not. I, I mean, know they're trying to expand. What's the price tag up to? Six billion now yeah, to do come that on. thing? Let's go. Everybody's getting some cash out of this deal. We got our hands open. I know they're trying to expand the I five uh, stretch there when uh, between like when you get basically off by the Moda Center. They're trying to expand that out. Yeah, the problem with that is, well, it's is a whole. Yeah, it's, where do you go? Where do, do you, you go? Expand? Well, and also you're displacing people, and we have a bad history of displacing people in this city for certain projects. Yeah, that, that so project's you that be issue massively expensive. That no matter which way you go. Happening. Let's get some shoulders on 84. Can I get a shoulder on 84? Is that possible? No, you're probably getting another bike bridge. <laughs> 
They need you to bike from Damascus or Clackamas. I just want to fly over lane. Express Lane on 217. <laughs> if I'm going from one end of two, if I'm going from I-5 to 26 and I ain't getting off, I don't need an exit, give me a flyover Express Lane. It's not happening. <laughs> It's I'll pay happening. a damn toll on that thing. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. Yeah. Anything you want, it ain't happening over bogus. here. I want to Google how much of the infrastructure bill did Oregon get. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. Hmm. I don't know. Did our boy Wyden get out there? If He's going to be the one that directs the money out of anybody. Ron Wyden. God, he's been a effing in total my whole life according to the infrastructure investment and jobs act of 2021 mm-hmm. oregon will receive at least 4.5 billion dollars over the next five years that's yeah i mean that's, that's yeah that's all cool. we're getting that's all we got wasn't that thing <laughs> like a trilly yeah oregon? but oregon ain't at the top of that list <laughs> we're near the bottom of the we're near the chain. bottom they're like oh those yuppies out west they don't need anything this is bogus we're getting an additional 200 million dollars in transit funding over the same period that's a 35 percent increase a one billion dollar addition in federal funding from 2026 to 20 or 22 to 26 a 38 percent increase we need some more cash man i'll tell you right now it sucks when you have money or you're paying money for something and nothing changes <laughs> does, doesn't it? like um this just made me think about i i so i'm a member at a family gym and i've been using it every day and yesterday was the most egregious day i've ever had there i like it a lot but yesterday i saw at least five weens just walking around the locker room and i'm just like old man ween you got to embrace your old man show I, your ween too no let's get our weens out that's that's not my thing not your thing that's not my thing sometimes you just like win in rome you know no Every, i don't i'm not in rome everybody else is doing it this is not rome why do we no. always say that when in rome when in rome it only applies when you're in rome stop making it apply everywhere else well you're in houston when in rome like no i'm in houston just take your wean out that's what everybody's doing i yeah, no i i'd much prefer to just shower at home Did and you take a peek well no I, I didn't take a peek but some of them just walked right in front of me like you just see it it's just there it's a lot of wean can't avoid it and not like a lot of wean on one guy, just like a lot of different weans. <laughs> a lot man. of overall wean, a mass quantity of wean, not one large wean. Yeah, one guy made me feel great, the other guy made me feel awful. Like, <laughs> there's just a balancing act there of wean size. And at least if one guy in the in the locker room is going to make you feel great, you won't be the one that people laugh at. Well, what if I'm not there? What if I'm there when he's not there? Then well, I'm the guy getting laughed at. That's true. Yeah, you got. I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna be old man in a locker room at a at a men's gym, you need to identify the landscape first. Just kind of let's take a peek. Let's take a look at the crowd. Mm. See what we're dealing with. It's a, it's a, it's you exactly know? what you see in your mind. <laughs> got you got, got a, gray hairs, wrinkly butts, <laughs> loose I, skin. There is part of me that I do appreciate the olds who just don't like they just don't care. And I know there's a generational difference. Like we didn't you know, in school and showering after gym, like all that. Like there are generational divides with this question. We've talked about that many a times. But I also think part of it's like when you're 68 years old and you're at the gym, like I don't I don't care. I, mm. I don't care anymore. Go yeah. ahead. Take a peek. I'm old. It's small. Yeah, but uh, don't pull that. <laughs> I think you need to pull that. <laughs> Please pull that. Um, the thing about this is, though, is it's like, do you need to be naked? Well, are they going from the, they're probably showering, I'm assuming. That's why you're naked. A couple of them walk out of the shower, and I see them go to the shower with towels. Okay. And a couple of them, like, just start walking around in flip-flops, just... Just putzing around the locker room. That sound is so gross. And I'm just and the thought of the, the flip flops oh, in dude. the shower is gross. Oh, it's all God. gross. It's it's, it's all, disgusting. It's I I hate it. I could I don't get I don't get dressed quicker than when I'm in that locker room. I'm just I'm I'm done. I'm out. I don't want nothing to do you're with staring this. Staring straight ahead at your locker. You're sitting on your bench. You're putting your clothes on. You're getting out of there. You think the cavemen cared about being naked around each other? I don't think they knew any different. I think they were just naked all the time. Really? Yeah. You don't think cavemen looked at each other and was like, why is that thing? 
on him bigger than the thing on me. Maybe this is when self-doubt started to creep into mankind. That's kind of what I'm wondering. When did yeah. self-doubt, when did, like, judgment of that thing, <laughs> when did that begin, you think? The 1700s? The 1500s? Uh, no, had to have been before that. Really? I think so. Medieval times? Yeah, I think I think even before that. Okay. I, think, I, think you're, I think you're just straight out of the caves. I think once you're out of the caveman stage... I think that's when you start to you have a functioning brain and you're more aware of who you are and mm. that you're a person that you have feelings and then self doubt creeps in because you're not uh, you're not quite the same as everybody else in your village. Well, that's why we didn't shower in middle school. Our teacher used to get pissed; nobody would shower. And he's like, "People used to use these showers, and you guys just don't. You stink. You're gross." We had Axe body spray. We're doing fine, okay? <laughs> you do the X across the chest, a little squirt in the uh, in the groin region, you're good to go for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. <laughs> ah. Now I'm good. Spray an axe down below your pants. That's so <laughs> disgusting. Somebody said, I've always wondered at what age do you just stop giving a bleep and just let it fly? I'm 34 and I'm I'm not close to it. Yeah, here's the thing. Like I I, I think over I think over fifty you stop caring. I don't care, but I care, if that makes any sense. Like, I know I'm not Mr. Well endowed. And I know I'm probably right in the middle somewhere, right? <laughs> Maybe the right. lower tier of middle of that situation. <laughs> right. But I also just have no interest in being nude around other dudes. It's just not my bag, baby. I don't know what you want me to say. It it is an uncomfortable feeling. I'm just used to having a towel wrapped yes, around. Yes. Walking to and from. I got daughters. I don't walk around my bedroom naked, and that's my bedroom. The other thing too, you always got you always got to have in the back of your mind is that you you are Brandon Sprague, a public figure. No, and there, and there could no. be somebody in that locker room that listens to the show. No, and we could get a tweet. No. There could be a text, dude. What if there was a tweet of I my? I saw it. I saw of it. my ween, <laughs> local radio host here, naked in our locker room, just bending over you, like you're turning around awkwardly, looking at the camera. What are you doing? Is this a pinky or is uh, <laughs> he just struggling over there? Got a little carrot in your bag. What's going on down there? Huh? You know who's a snacks nude... for later? You know who's a nude locker room shower guy? I I don't know who. Swag, you're a new you're a new locker room guy. Oh hell no, <laughs> no, no, no. You're in a locker room. You're you're keep your clothes fully clothed. Yeah. Okay. Are oh. you even shower at gym guy? Or are you? No. Yeah. You just no, go no. home. I'll go home. Yeah. yeah. You did as a kid though, right? No. Really? Yeah. Some schools made people his age do that, and some yeah. schools didn't care. Well, I know it used to be like the societal norm. That's what you did. You'd shower, like even at like first no. team practices specifically. Like, you'd go to practice, you'd have a game, you'd shower in the locker room after the game. We never did that. No. For the most part, no. I'd go home and shower. Uh. Yeah, but I'd, I'd, I would defend us a little bit. P.E. class or, like, you know, if you're running or you're playing a sport and you get all sweaty. Like, I feel like it was cut five minutes before <laughs> uh, whatever is that passing time. Yeah, you'd get a little break there. Like, who's showering in five minutes? I don't That's a, that. No, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't have time for that. One of our uh, people on texted in said, I used to work at a, at a, fan, a, a gym chain, and I used to have to tell the olds to not dry their, their balls in the hand dryer. Oh, my oh God, God, dude. No. I mean, that kind of sounds like it'd feel good, doesn't it? <laughs> I kind of want to try that, though. <laughs> what are you doing in there? Ah, just dry it off. Yeah. <laughs> You lift them up like how do you, you go? You know, brain posture. How do you how do you pull that thing off? Because you you got to be careful. You don't want to get too close to the heat. You know, you got to because they have the higher one and the lower one. I definitely have to use the lower one. I could the higher one, the heat wouldn't reach me. It would have to be the lower one. But it, there there's a there's a threshold that if you're inside of a foot, it might be too. You could singe your hair. It could hurt, man. You could get some third degree burns down there. Got to be careful. <laughs> have Chauncey post game audio. <laughs> Just picturing some 78-year-old guy standing in the bathroom of a gym. Do you have him kind of bending backwards yes, and leaning yes. into it? Lifting it up like towards his stomach, you know, because you kind of want to protect it up. And then, you know, you just let him dangle from there. It's on the show today, Sprague. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised I've never tried that with my wife's hair dryer now. I might try that today. <laughs> See how it feels. It's warm. It's delightful. <laughs> get your undercarriage region. Huh? Feel great, man. There's spots down there that a towel won't get. So I like the theory. <laughs> the principle of it makes sense. I think we're on to something here. 
there, you might have to host the show now. I think Sprague's gone. <laughs> he said, are those industrial-sized hand dryers? I hope so. I hope so. Got a lot of dry, especially if you're old. They dangle down a little bit further. You got a lot to dry, man. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So many bad visuals going through my head right now. Woo! All right, well, I don't know what that was. <clears throat> it was a lot of fun. Somebody said my gym has hot tubs in each locker room, and old men are always naked inside it. I won't go in. What? Yes, you don't go in. That no, is a, that's, uh, yeah. no, no. You're break. That's a rule violation. That has that's to a be a health code violation. violation. Yeah, there's yeah. no way your hot tub no. is legally allowed <laughs> to be having nude people at your public gym. <laughs> no, that's not. There's no way that is a thing. Not okay, man. There, There are guys, I will say, we have a sauna. Right before you go to the pool area from the yeah. locker room. You have a steam? Uh, no, it's not a steam. It's a sauna. Oh, okay. And it's it's delightful. I love a good sauna. I've always wanted a sauna at my house. And it's it's the worst. When I'm in there post-swim or I'm in there post-workout, for yeah, I'm, I want to be in there 10 minutes or less. Yeah, getting a good sweat. Just get a good sweat and then get out of there. And I'm just sitting there minding my P's and my Q's. And who waltzes in? <laughs> Just sits right next to me, butt naked on that bench. Hey, hey, how's it going? Yeah, and then they want to proceed to have conversation. Like, no. no can man. you believe that, Joe Biden? You're going to have to put that thing away. Oh, God, shut up. Leave me alone. Sir, there are no weapons allowed in here. This is a weapon-free zone. Let me tell you something. Back in my day, we all were hanging out. All right. Yeah, that's no good. That's why you need the private sauna. That's the dream. To be able to sit in one of those for like 20 minutes a day oh, man. of your choosing yeah. with nobody else in there. Yeah, that that is that is one of the I think I would choose a sauna over a hot tub in a heartbeat. Oh, I'm I'm <laughs> swimming today after the show and I'm absolutely looking forward to the sauna cuz yes, I would prefer a sauna over a hot tub. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I would love a hot tub too, don't get me wrong. A hot tub would be delightful. Hot tubs are great, but They're saunas great. are better. But sauna I would much rather much rather sit in. All right. Well, uh are we all dried off now? Are we good to go? <laughs> I think we're good. Yeah. I feel good. It's just some disturbing images that you just displayed there in my I said mind. I turned in for sports and I got old man yeah, ball talk. Well. Hey, good morning. <laughs> you just never know. I, guess. I enjoyed somebody after our opening segment yesterday texted, you morons realize there were conference championship games yesterday? <laughs> it's like, do you, does your moron ass realize it's a three-hour show? <laughs> We got two hours and 45 minutes to go. Don't you worry, Bob. We'll get there. Just open the mics and be like, can you believe what happened in Eagles Niners? Let's talk about the games. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get it going. Sean Hyken's going to join us at 730 of Rose Garden Report. We'll get his thoughts on uh, where the Blazers currently stand. They won last night. Despite no Trey Young in Atlanta, they were able to hold on and beat the Atlanta Hawks last night. They had one of their best shooting nights of the entire season. And they barely won. And they won by four. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. We got that going for us. We'll talk to Hyken about the trade deadline and what he's kind of viewing in the landscape of things. He's a Blazer beat writer, but he's also a big NBA guy. So, I'm, yeah, I know he's got his ears to the ground around the association. We'll talk with him at 730. Uh, we got the mail sack to get to at 815, so get those mail sack questions in. Uh, Dirt and Sprague, let's get it going here on a Tuesday on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, welcome back to the uh, radio program known as Dirt and Sprague. We'll talk about the Blazers getting their win yesterday. Getting to an NFL situation that came about. More leftovers from the conference championship weekend that was. Has Reggie Bush apologized yet, or is that not a thing? Reggie Bush. Yeah, he basically called Brock Purdy soft for not going back in the game. Oh, yeah. So did Ric Flair. Yeah. Oh, Ric Flair did, too. Ric Flair said, uh, I I played on uh, how many injuries I can't even tell you. I still wrestled. Get out there, Brock Purdy. (laughs) Get out there, Brock. Yeah, there was a lot of that. It's always interesting when... When guys, as I look on ESPN and they have a thing that they're calling reckless speculation, and that's basically what Twitter is during games when guys get hurt. Get out there. It's football. (laughs) Tough it out. And then they're like, yo, he tore his UCL. He might not be back for a calendar year. Yeah, yeah, at least six months he's going to be out, and if not longer than that. But why didn't he Why didn't he throw the ball down the field on Sunday? Yeah, Come on, Brock. I don't know what his problem is. Yes, softy. Get out there and play. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why we do that to people. I, I don't get it either. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, did you see the report over the weekend? There were things that happened outside of the conference championships that we didn't really get to yesterday. There were. Did you see the, the random report that Denver flew to Ann Arbor and spoke with Harbaugh? <laughs> I did not see that. No, they yeah. landed in his backyard, the Walmart family coming to town. After the president and he sent out these statements talking about how excited they are and they expect for him to be the coach next year, Denver Bronco officials flew to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Come on, Jim. Come on. And spoke with old Jim Harbaugh because Sean Payton, who, by the way, in real time is giving us updates, or he was because he was on TV every Sunday on Fox, he was giving us, like, real-time updates to his interview situations. <laughs> How's it looking, Sean? Well, you know, there's a lot of great, great situations out there right now. A lot of good owners. It's like, wow, we've never had a coach just, like, in real time give us updates of how the interviews and the process is going. I do actually appreciate that aspect of it. The Harbaugh stuff slipped under my, my radar. I, I did not see that. Uh, it would be hilarious after everything that's gone on if he ends up then still going to the NFL. Because I'm pretty sure that he has proclaimed himself loyal to Michigan like three times this offseason. I think we've had three different statements of I'm not going anywhere. One was from the university. One was from him after the first round of interviews. He was basically like, yeah, I'm coming back to Ann Arbor next year. And if, if the, the Walmart family flies in and is like, hey, we'll pay you $28 million a year, come back to the NFL. It would be kind of funny if he backed out. The Peyton stuff was super interesting this weekend, though. And that, to me, is like he's the biggest fish out there. There's no denying that. You think he's a bigger fish I for do. you than Harbaugh? I do because of the sustained success that he had. I, I get some people might want to say, well, he only won one Super Bowl. And I've seen that take sometimes. Um, but, he, I mean, he was consistently good. He's a good offensive mind. I don't think anybody doubts that if you get him in the right spot that you're going to have success. Not that you wouldn't with Jim Harbaugh. I do think teams would prefer to land Peyton. The difference is what do you have to give up to get him? And is a team really willing to do that? Like You're going to have to make a trade where it might cost you multiple draft picks, including a first-round pick. And is Sean Payton worth that? When you could technically wait for one more year, I believe, and then you can kind of just go get him for free, but he's still under control by the Saints. Yeah, but what are you going to do for a year? You're going to hire a, a lame duck coach? I mean, it's what the Texans have done back-to-back years now. It is, <laughs> and they appear to be hiring D'Amico Ryan. Yeah, it's a good hire. Um, Fred Warner in the post game was basically like, I realized this was my last game with him, and I'll, I got really sad about that. Uh, you could do that. I just I don't feel like that's good for your franchise. No, no, it's never good to just punt for a year. Like, are you, are you better served to just sacrifice a pick. I don't know about first. Maybe you're right. Maybe the first round pick is what'll come with that. But it's costly. It's like trading for a franchise quarterback, man. Yeah, but like aren't I haven't we seen in the NFL that like you get the right coach that is the equivalent to a franchise quarterback? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean I want to get to the Niners coming up here at some point and it's as confused or nervous that Niner fan maybe uh is about 
their future at the quarterback position because we don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they just got to a conference championship with a third string quarterback. <laughs> so I think you're just yeah. kind of like, well, with the last pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, I think you're just I think you just kind of like instinctually you just trust it and you say, all right, this guy has set the culture. Whereas Sean Payton, you know, Sean Payton only won one Super Bowl, but you know, let's let's not act like he didn't make New Orleans one of the more relevant franchises in the league. They were the Aints for a long time until him and Breeze got there. They them and the Bengals were the worst franchises in that sport for yep. me as a child. Like yep. I remember watching the old NFC West with the Falcons and the Saints and they'd play the Niners and the Saints were a joke. They were terrible. And the Bengals fans were wearing bags over their heads. <laughs> and when you get the right quarterback coach, you establish the right culture. I mean, any franchise, even hell, even the Cardinals. I, I wouldn't fault him if he wanted to go Cardinal because I I think you do it for a year with Kyler after he comes back from his injury, and if it doesn't go well, you trade Kyler, and you, you say, you know what, we're starting fresh. Yeah. I, I kind of view Houston in this way. I don't like their owner. I don't like the way they've handled themselves the last two years with their coaches, but it's the number, it's the number one pick in the draft paired with um, you know, the opportunity to start fresh yeah. and build it exactly how you want to build it. They're not good. That's the exciting thing I think about. I mean, in Houston, you got to deal with all the nonsense that comes from the ownership situation there, sure. which has not been good. But the idea of I get to kind of mold this based on the draft capital the way that I want it to look, I, I think would be really attractive. That's a tough part in the cell that I, I wonder even if Sean Payton's wondering. Like, if I'm going to Arizona, am I tied to Kyler Murray, or can there be a move made here? Is that going to be my franchise quarterback? If I'm going to Denver, which it doesn't seem like that might happen at this point, but we'll have to wait and see on it. But if he ends up going to Denver, is I mean, you're, you're locked in with Russell Wilson, it feels like. And so what are your internal beliefs and who Russell Wilson is as a quarterback? What is the film showing you? Because I guarantee you, Sean Payton's he's dived into all that. He's watched the film for a year. Does he feel like there's something left in the tank? Because then maybe it's an attractive job. But if you watch that film and you see a quarterback that you don't see has the ability to turn it around your your tenure at that team will be tied to that player because not many coaches can succeed without a legitimate starting quarterback look no further than bill belichick the last couple of years i mean he loses brady i know they made the playoffs last year and they get boat raced by buffalo they don't make it this year it's like he's the greatest coach in a lot of people's minds of all time and you can't really deny based on the results that he's had you take away his franchise quarterback it's not quite the same yeah but yeah let's go back to denver real quick because if Sean Payton wanted that job, wouldn't he have? Wouldn't, wouldn't he have that job now? Right? Like Denver is a weird one to evaluate because you're right. The Russell Wilson stuff is kind of just lingering there. And I believe they're now the richest ownership group in the NFL. I mean, if they're not, they're close to it. They own Walmart for God's sakes. <laughs> but you can see the you can see the the good pieces about that situation, and you can also understand financially with the Russell Wilson contract. And the draft capital that you don't have this year because of that trade. It, it's an, it is an odd situation. I know Bronco fan is used to having a pretty stable, consistent thing, one of the best in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But now they're in a, a, a spot where unless you get a Harbaugh or Peyton, I, I don't know. I don't know what that future holds. you got to get the right person there yeah. because it feels like Russell Wilson mentally is kind of just – Sitting on the fence right now. Is he gonna? Is he gonna make it back, or is he gonna ultimately break and say, "I couldn't do it last year. I can't do it again." Oh my God! Like, is he turned into the head case? And and yeah. I, I I think that's the tough thing to dictate. It seems on paper like it's a great spot, but I feel like if Peyton wanted it, he'd have it. You you feel you definitely feel like that would be the case. I think the tough part for Denver in that move again is that you don't have a lot of draft capital this year to trade because a lot of that went to Seattle in the rust trade. So now you're trading, I would assume, future draft capital to so go future, get Sean Payton. Yeah, but not first. I'd imagine it'd be like some second or a third. But I feel yeah. like New Orleans would also kind of give him a whole, hey, thanks for everything. We'll we'll kind of let you go. Do, like, don't you? I view that situation as. Sean Payton to me, unless today at 9.02, which would just be hilarious for our show's sake. <laughs> the deal goes down. Yeah, they announced that he's the Denver coach. Like, unless that happens, I, I have no other I have no other reason to believe that it's Sean Payton saying, I don't know if I can do it with him anymore. Yeah, it probably you're probably right. Because that used to be a destination. When Russ was in Seattle, he named the Saints. And he Sean did? Payton, that was a rumored partnership. And now it's there. He's... Russell Wilson, he's in Denver. You've got a defense. You've got targets. And Sean Payton's like, 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I, I, I think you can look through next year in the NFL, and there's your obvious candidates at the top, teams that will have to win, that have pressure on them to win. I, I think when you're looking at the teams with the most pressure on them for next NFL season, Denver is near the top of the list. Because of the Russell Wilson trade, because of how bad the Nathaniel Hackett thing was this year, their season was an utter disaster. And you don't have your first round pick because you traded it to Seattle and you handed Seattle a top five pick in the NFL six, whatever they ended up getting. They they are under an immense amount of scrutiny for next season. And so you're, you're walking into a bit of a hornet's nest because if you come out, there's not a grace period of like, hey, in Houston, you're drafting a number one quarterback, you would assume, right? You're kind of restarting the franchise. If you go well below 500, nobody's going to bat an eye. You're supposed to suck next year. The next year you'll be expected to win. In Denver, you're stepping in. There will be expectations right away. You better turn this thing around because they have to with what they committed to Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's interesting to keep following some of this stuff, but under the radar this week and Jim Harbaugh had the uh, Walton family the Denver Broncos flew to Ann Arbor Michigan and met with the coach and so we'll see what happens with that they're still looking for their guy I think right now do we have new hires I'm trying to think of new hires in my top of my head uh D'Amico probably going to get announced today in Houston we have we don't have any others do we swag uh just Frank Reich Frank, Frank Reich, thank Reich. you. That's, That's right. right. We didn't That's get right. to that one, the Carolina one. They hired Frank Reich. So there you yeah. go. We've got one. We might have two today. We'll see what happens with the others. All right, it is a 6.30, Dirt and Sprague, back with more. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We'll get into the Blazers coming up. A uh, little bit of uh, NBA over the weekend that many may have not have seen. The Lakers at the Celtics game was uh, quite the entertainment. We mentioned uh, Pat Bev with the camera. <laughs> LeBron got fouled, but he didn't get called. They didn't call a foul for him, and the Lakers lose yet another game. And they're just absolute trash. And LeBron had one of the more emotional outbursts I think we've seen in NBA history. <laughs> he was not not happy, which then Internet Sleuth went and found and slowed down the film and uh, identified that he also traveled on that play. Uh, B-Ball Breakdown did a thing They on didn't it. think he traveled? No, technically okay. he... Because he, there was three... His uh, gather step with when he possess... you got to possess the ball with two hands. Okay. With your gather step, you then get two legal steps. He was basically taking steps from the three-point line, but he does have very long legs, so I guess I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I like how you said that he has very long legs. <laughs> very long legs. Well, I, I thought Legler was on before we cracked the mic. I'll always listen to Tim Legler talk yeah. basketball. Love legs. I thought he made a good point because everybody's clowning him. I, I clowned him a little bit yesterday. Like I, I, To see a player react like that, I thought Legler made a great point. Legler had more of a problem with him in the post game, saying like, hey, it's always me. Why? They never give it to me. <laughs> They're like, mm, well, eh. well. I don't know about LeBron. They, they think uh, NBA, one of the NBA accounts, not the official NBA account, but an account that tweets about the NBA noted calls and how like 80% of the calls have gone the Lakers way in tight situations. We all know that. Very familiar here in Portland. But they've also had moments like Embiid fouled Russ the other day in one of their games. They had that LeBron Celtic one. But Legler made a good point, I thought, in reconsidering. Like, we're clowning him for reacting that way. And at the same time, the league's in a position where they can't get guys to play. Yeah. They can't get their star players to play enough. People are coming to these games, and they're like, well, we're on the end of a back-to-back. -back. We're not playing the best player on our team. And it's pissing fans off. As it should. And I, I'm not telling you it's not dramatic. I'm not telling you it's necessary. But the one thing you can't say about that dude 
hey, he gives a damn about the regular season. In a league where we can't get enough people to give a damn about the regular season, that dude cares about a regular season game in January. Yeah, that I'm, I will always appreciate that. I the it is funny theatrics at the end. It's a Lakers Celtic game. It's on prime time. He's freaking out. I I get why people want to make fun of it, but I also I I appreciate the fact that you're invested to that level in a game that a lot of fans will look at and say doesn't really matter. Although I would say every game for the Lakers should matter because they're horrible this year. Um, th- th- what blew my mind? I'm glad you brought this up because I saw a stat last night that just it it made my mind shatter. And that was the Lakers and the Nets played each other. Yeah, last night. And the Nets won the game 121-104. No LeBron, no AD. Uh, and no Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. They have not played in a game against each other since 2018 on Christmas. Yep. And I know Kevin Durant missed a year in there with the with, with the injury because that was back when he was with the Warriors. But th- that, to me, signals a major issue. I think over the last decade, you have how many faces of your league, right? LeBron's been a face of the league. Kevin Durant's a face of the league. Steph Curry. Maybe you have a couple, you know, Giannis has become that. Right? Giannis, Luka, Luka MB, more recently. Maybe maybe Jokic, but yeah. That, but that's you're going true. all the way back to Kevin Durant and LeBron right. meeting in the finals at OKC Miami, right? Yeah. It's a long-time standing thing of those two guys have kind of been the premier players of the NBA with Steph Curry in that conversation as well. The fact that you're now five years removed from the last time that they played each other in a game that's that's horrible for the nba and some of it is unavoidable some of it is is avoidable lebron's though. been hurt he's had a few years where he's been hurt at the in end LA. of the season they yeah. shut him down early when he got there yeah 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 i was i'm glad you brought that stuff i was going to bring that stuff up in this segment because 2018 is a long time i imagine going a long time ago five years without the two bet like five years without mahomes and burrow playing against each other in the nfl mahomes allen mahomes yeah. burrow like you name it like imagine you go five years without that that would suck i was excited about the last regular season game between Allen and Burrow just because I got Allen and Burrow yes. on my television yes. set. And when Allen and Mahomes played in the regular season, yeah. I remember I was in Sun River that weekend and I had to rush my ass back because I was like, I got to get home. It was a one thirty kick on CBS. You know, you I don't want to miss that game. I was fired. I was like, we got to leave. We got to go. I got to get home. <laughs> Chiefs and the Bills are playing. Let's go. Wrap it up. <laughs> Give <laughs> me the bill. Time to go. I Yeah, that's... That's that's a mixture, I think, with those two guys. It's a mixture of bad luck, though, too. Like yeah. they just the injuries with KD with the Achilles. KD's hurt now with the knee. LeBron, uh, for two of his what is this year four or five for him? Like he had two years where one year he got hurt and missed a decent amount of games, and he had another year where they basically shut him down. Like it just that's just bad luck. But it's not. I mean, that's not good for your league. No. I I, I wanted to get to this in my basket blue balls last Thursday. It's a bit of a longer than two minute segment though it's hard it's hard to encapsulate it all into two minutes it is it's just it's the idea that the nba it's we're long past the point where the nba has got to step in they've got to do something now i i can hear the points of we shorten the regular season they'll still sit the equivalent to what the 82 game season is. maybe they're right maybe people are right on that i personally I've heard a lot of ideas. The the two ideas that I like, one I heard, one I, I kind of just thought of, and I'm sure somebody has thought of this somewhere, but I was thinking about this the other day. The first one that I heard was from Amin Al-Hassan, who had a really good point and said they should go to a soccer schedule. You should play a couple games a week. Shorten your season, play a couple games a week, make it a big extravaganza. Like, hey, we got this game, and you got that game. Yeah, And you cut your season down, but at least you space it out enough where you're not having guys go DMP because they're on the other end of a back-to-back or the three-and-four-night thing. The other idea that I like, and this is one I was thinking about on my walk the other day, I, I, I think if guys want to sit because of rest, that's a team thing. We need to stop blaming the players for this. Sometimes Steve Kerr said this shuts outright. Down, yeah. This is training staff and organizational decisions. So stop pointing the finger and calling players soft when it's organizations choosing to do this. If you want to eliminate that or you want to help fans not be punished for it, they have to be setting a system up here where teams look at their schedules and they evaluate no on this back-to-back, no on that back-to-back, no on this. Outside of actual medical issues, not "Eh, groin's a little sensitive, knee's a little sore. Like Ben Simmons is doing. My knee's sore. And Jacques Vaughn's like... Some guys are doing what they need to do to get ready to play, and some guys aren't. <laughs> Jock Vaughn's like openly clowning Ben Simmons right now. Things are going great. You need to stop punishing fans, though, because they're spending a lot of money to go to these games 
We had we just had one. We had Jokic going to Milwaukee. Giannis, Jokic, two great players, two big titans, and Jokic shits because it was on the end of, of a back to back. There are people in Milwaukee that paid for those tickets, and then they get they don't get to see Nikola Jokic. They don't get right. to see an MVP versus an MVP. Right, and imagine buying that ticket ahead of time thinking this is going to be an amazing game and then the disappointment that is yes. on your face when you show Not up. Not everybody wants to buy tickets day of, two hours before. People buy tickets in advance as gifts or they see the schedule and they go, oh, that's going to be a kick-ass game yeah. to be at. Yeah, a notable game recently this weekend was the Philly-Denver game. And why was it notable? For two reasons. One, Embiid went off and was amazing and trying to make a statement, hey, I'm going to win the MVP this year. Maybe should have won one of the last two. But Jokic played in the game. I mean, Embiid dominated him, and they won the game, and it was an incredible performance, but that was noteworthy because you had Jokic going against yeah. Embiid. That's what we want. And so I, I think the NBA has tried very hard over the last handful of years with starting the season earlier, not having as many back-to-backs, not having as many three-and-four-night kind of situations. Like They're trying to do everything they can to appease players, and so far what they've done has not worked. And I will say just on a local level, there is a real appreciation. It even goes against my wishes sometimes because there have been times over the years that I wish Damian Lillard would take an off night. The guys carried the franchise for a decade. It's like, dude, go get a breather, man. You're banged up. This is hurting. Take a seat. Take a rest. You need it. He won't do it. But there's an aspect of if you're a paying customer going to a game, you're guaranteed, unless it's an injury that you know about beforehand, he's playing that night. And at least, hey, I'm spending a lot of money to take my family. That Going to Blazer games is not cheap. Especially once you get in the arena and you got to buy all that food and the drink. Like, that is an expensive night out. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to spend that much money, you bet your ass I want to see the best player on the floor and the best player for the Blazers organization playing that game. And you can always count on that in Portland. Yeah, the NBA's got to figure that out. It's, a, it's an obvious problem. I don't know what the correct solution is, but I would say what they're doing right now is not working. And it's, it's just something that's sitting right there at the surface level of the NBA that they're going to have to figure out. Blazers get a win last night. We'll dive back into the NFL. Got a couple big stories I want to talk about from the National Football League. Sean Eichmann will join us at 7.30. We're back with Blazers next on the Still nice to hear it. It is. Oh, yes. Fresh off of a win, baby. The sun is shining in Rip City today. We're back. There, I got. I get. Let's let's get into the truth pie here. There's a sliver. You ever you ever eat a pie and like your fat ass is ashamed of wanting another piece, but you take a little sliver. You ever do that? I know Fat Swag did that. Come on. I don't really go. I wouldn't go. No, sliver. I took a whole nother check. <laughs> fat Swag just went in I, I with just, both hands. I just go in with the fork. You just. I don't even put one on my plate. Well, you just kind of stand by situation. the you stand by the pie and you slowly inch off one little section so nobody will notice. You don't do that in a community <laughs> setting, though, do you? Yeah, yeah, that's that disgusting. My well, life. my point is, I had a moment last night. My seven-year-old, or my 11-year-old, excuse me, she's getting really into sports. Okay. And, like, it's the sports I like. That's good. Like, good. She used to complain when I'd put football on, the red zone. As the weeks went on, more and more, mm-hmm. she's watching the red zone channel. Basketball. Oh, I'd rather watch football. Okay, I'm not going right. to be mad at that comment. <laughs> She's on the couch last night screaming at... Uh, uh, Nurk? Uh, Hopefully no. Nurk oh. should grab a rebound. Uh, the, the Hawks player, uh, Bogdan- Boggy, uh, Bogdanovich, uh, to miss his free throws, and he does. He's like, yeah! <laughs> I'm like, you should be in bed right now, but this is kind of cool. Now you got to get her to a game, sit by behind the free throw line with some of those... She wanted to make noise at free- during the free throws. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you can hear you, but it's all right. I love the effort. Uh, but I didn't want to tell her, but I'm like secretly in my head, there's a part of me for a minute. I'm like, I kind of hope they lose, because then they may- maybe... Push them a little harder or trade. And, uh, We're near the cliff, and every loss could help potentially make the moves that we need to potentially make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they uh, they they win last night. They beat the Atlanta Hawks. Who they didn't play without Trey Young, but Dejounte Murray is awesome, and Clint Capella's been back for the Hawks, and they got everybody. John Collins, and you know everybody else. You said we had some text. I, I don't have the text line up on the NBA's problem that they can't get these players. The teams are not playing their players as much as you'd hope. Well, somebody has, still has lingering pain, and I could see why. Somebody said, I remember when I was a kid, my dad took me to see Michael Jordan's last game in Portland as a wizard. Last time coming through. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not play. He said it was a huge disappointment that still lingers to this day. Oh, I are, is that listener sure about that? Because I, I thought I was offered actually tickets to that game, 
and I was playing basketball, and I was like, nah, I'm okay. You didn't want to go. No, I'd rather. I, w- I would have rather just played basketball than watched it at that point in my life. What What year would that have been? Two thousand three. I mean, I'm not saying. Uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying. The, no, yeah. I'm not suggesting listener doesn't know what they're talking about. I just. I remember being offered to go to that game. They're like, it's Jordan's last year. Yeah. And I remember going. Yeah, I'm playing basketball right now. I'd rather just play basketball. Well, according to ESPN, uh, he it appears did play in a game in Portland in his last year. So maybe it's just a misremember. Maybe it was just second to last. Maybe year it was. Yeah. Maybe it was one of the years with the Wizards. Either way, like, but th- those kind of lingering pangs that that will that will sting. If you had a chance to go see a guy like that and he doesn't play in that game, I get why you why you would be pissed. Oh, one of my all time favorites is the Dream. I loved Olajuwon. Loved Olajuwon. I used to mimic him in my house with a little Nerf hoop. I'd do the post moves and pretend I'm him, right? Got tickets to go to a Rockets Blazer game. And he didn't play. He had a DMP. And he came out in a suit. And I was like, "What? Hey, where's his uniform? And my mom's boyfriend was with me. He's like, I don't think he's playing tonight. And I'm like, no! Oh, this sucks. <laughs> and it did. Like, the Blazers, I think, ended up winning the game because, you know, they don't allow you on, but... Uh, he so, didn't play in it. I was devastated. Somebody said, you're trying to blame it on the franchises like top players in the league. Can't tell their teams they are playing. I can tell you 100% with confidence, Damian Lillard has told the Blazers he wants to play, and they have sat his ass. Yeah, that is. I'm sorry to tell you this. They don't make every policy on when they play and when they don't play. These are team-specific policies. If you don't want to believe me, go watch a Steve Kerr press conference where he's openly apologizing to the city of Cleveland because he didn't play his dudes because they're on the end of a back-to-back and he's advocating for less games. You don't have to believe me. That's fine. I know the players get away with a lot, and you probably hate them for it. But this is not an issue that is player-oriented. This is team and medical staff-driven in the NBA right now. Well, I think something that we would all agree on is that shorting and you would hope would help. Now, there's not a guarantee. You would hope that it would help. But one of our listeners points out that the tough part about that is what happens to the, the concession stand ticket gate revenue and where our owners going to make that money up. So if you, if you cut, let's just say... The owners make a lot of money. I know that they, they do, they're but they... are price gouging us. What do rich people want? They only want more money. That's all they care about. And so if you go down and let, let's say you well, drop to 68 have... games, you're going to have 34 home games instead of 41. Are your ticket prices going up even higher for losing seven home games on the season? Well, if you lost games, I, I you know, I see that point but my counter would be you're just you've got 38 more dates for concerts and things well but I, you're I, also driving but not every nba owner owns the arena that they play i in. understand that but it's really more about the uh if you're still putting the same inventory uh into your national television packages yep. your regional tv package might go down a little bit but if the national tv packages are still you know it, you're still giving them. So on a Thursday, TNT's only needs two games. You're only doing a double header. You don't need to have eight other games going on that night. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think it would drastically impact it. Arenas uh, would still, you'd be able to fill the dates with concerts and Disney ice shows and tractor pulls and whatever the hell else you want. Well, the other thing, I too, I, w- I would counter with that, and, and maybe I'd be wrong on this, but we're just talking out loud about this stuff. Why do we love college and NFL so much? Because they're not long seasons, and they create urgency every single game. You got one a week. You cut your game. I'm, I, not that they're going to do this. It's just thinking out loud stuff. I, I think you create urgency. I actually think you create more interest in your league by saying there's less games. I've said this before. If you went to a 50-game model, for example, when they had lockout years, those super teams... Those super teams ain't winning every year, man. You can't get off to a slow start and find your footing. There's pressure from game one. Absolutely. And 50 games or 58 or 68 or 70, you know what I mean? Like when you cut it down, you create a little more urgency. Suddenly sitting isn't as much of an option for teams because they're trying to make the playoffs. They're trying to win a championship. Yeah. So maybe I'd be wrong, but the whole like, what would you do about ticket revenue and TV deals? I, I don't know, man. I think if you cut it down... You'd create more urgency. I think you could potentially even get more eyeballs on your sport, which is something else that they need. Yeah, and maybe the ticket, the TV partners would look at that and go, "Well, it is less games, but 
damn it, man, the ratings are up like two, three, four, five million. This is what the PGA Tour has kind of tried to do with the invention of Live. They've tried to make these high-profile events, and you have a certain number of them every every year now, and that's the way the model is going to work going forward. You know, all right, uh, you know, the majority of the top twenty players in the world are going to be playing in this tournament, and they're trying to elevate certain ones. I think the NBA could could benefit from that model of losing some of these you know meaningless games throughout the course of the regular season like the, the Portland and the Hawks we don't need to play the Atlanta Hawks like, what, what are we doing here you can shorten the season make some more marquee games but to a couple of listeners point somebody said they're literally doing the opposite of this because they're adding an in-season tournament and a play-in tournament oh I, I know so they're going in the opposite direction I, I agree with that and then I somebody know. said uh, uh you know what would help the NBA is not letting 100 percent of the league make the playoffs I'm exaggerating but it, it is very easy to make the NBA playoffs. Make it hard to get in. Make players have to play to get in. Isn't the NFL, I know the NFL has more teams, but the NFL is kind of leaning into that, though. There's rumor they're going to go to eight. Yeah, the, the and t- your, your seven yeah. team is already a sub five hundred team. Like yeah. the tough part with that is you just can't compare yourself to the NFL. No, I, I know. I'm not, like, I'm no not matter saying. how the NFL could let everybody in the playoffs, and we're all going to watch. Eighty million people will watch. I know, <laughs> but my point is, you're you have bad teams in the playoffs in the NFL. You do. You expand that more, you think it's going to get better? You're going to have worse teams in the NFL playoffs. We'll still watch that, mm-hmm. but my point is I, I, I don't know if cutting playoff spots changes much. I think you cut your series down is what I would do. Yeah, I'll give you a hot take. Five-game series. I'd cut every series until the conference finals and the finals to three. Ooh, I'd do best of three for first and, thir- and second rounds. Like, let's just get it. Yeah. Make every, I mean, imagine if an eight seed wins game one. It's like, holy crap. One more win away from going to the next round of the playoffs. It's that simple, man. Yeah, yeah. You create more urgency that way. That's what the league needs. They need urgency. We love that everything is a must-win situation in football. I think there's elements of that that you could bring to basketball. All right, let's get to the second hour. Some NFL stuff I want to get to before we get to hiking. Dirt and Sprague back with more. Hour number two on You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 